Everybody and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather science, earth science, and even periodically off-topic episodes as well. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is episode number 152 for Wednesday. February 10, 2021. Well, it may be February, and we may be in the deepest Arctic chill of winter, but this is the time that the local National Weather Service is beginning to prepare for the spring and summer severe weather season. Uh, For instance, Severe Weather Awareness Week, that's not too far away. That's less than six weeks away. Now, as March approaches, the Cleveland National Weather Service is preparing training classes for the Skywarn Network and those who participate. Now, yesterday, I had the pleasure of spending some time with Freddie Ziegler. Freddie is heading up this spring's Skywarn training program, and he agreed to join me on today's podcast episode to elaborate on what Skywarn is and how people can become involved. By the way, if you'd actually like to watch the interview portion of the episode, you can go to weatherjazz.com and see it posted under the post that corresponds to episode number 152. Okay, time to dive in. Here now is the conversation that we had. I will say this. We are, we are guiding by the CDC rules. And just like you have a background, I have a background of our office, Yes, but I'm not in the office, so I don't have to wear a mask. I just want to make that perfectly clear. Oh, if I okay. was in the office, I'll be wearing a mask. And so I just want to put that disclaimer out there. I'm in my home office, but definitely I put the background of our library, a new library, which actually, when we get out of this COVID situation, uh, we will be hosting uh, definitely some uh, engagement, some uh Skywarn training, some training with our partners, media training. It holds about 40 people, has a screen on the side that you can see it on my, I guess on my right side here and a screen on the back wall. Uh, I didn't have time to reverse it. So it's, 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 it's a reverse situation. So I know how people on YouTube, they look at a video and they look at the picture. Wait a minute, that that's reverse. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. reverse it. Okay. I apologize. You get in there. Uh, everything's going to be reversed, but it actually, we are thrilled with it. Um, we can't wait till we can get some partners in there and actually, um, and do some training and actually meeting people. I think that's mm-hmm. the most important to an important thing. And the most important thing about Skywarn is not only, uh, getting information to the people, but these sidebar conversations are so important during Skywarn because maybe a question that a person they may have during a training center or doing a training session, they may not want to ask, or I move too fast, or maybe the speaker is moving too fast, and they may want, they may want to ask it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. They may not want to even to drop it into chat on online. These sidebars are so important for us, and it, it builds relationships. The sidebars are the ones that really build relationships before the meeting, 
the sidebars and then after the meeting. I really do think that's important as far as building relationships with with the public, with our partners, and for everybody mm-hmm. at, at actually trying to get that message out to the public. Well, you know, interesting. We're just going to dive right in uh, to the conversation because here we are. We are in the month of February. And you're already talking about severe weather, severe weather here, really not a concern until much later. But this is the time you need to to get ready for the following season, is it not? Yes, it is. And, you know, I we talked I talked to some of the warning coordination meteorologists nearby and we talked about some of the 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 stats for Ohio. And it really, you know, we have some, you know, we have some tornadoes that may occur in January. It's very rare. I think, I think I was looking at the totals through 2000. We only had from 1950 to 2000, we only had one tornado in January. That's, that's that. And that's very rare, but it does start to creep up in the month of March, April, and, and May. And definitely that's the high season. May is actually when, of course, when we get really start getting that warm air coming up and still having cold fronts coming through on a regular basis across Ohio. And so that's the interaction to be, to be, you know, to be, I guess, to be just layman's term. That's when we really get a lot of the storms and a lot of chances for uh, tornadic activity. That's our busiest month of uh, tornadic activity may and so we like to do the sky warns kind of two months before then so we're in we're you know we start off the kickoff in march and that lasts until april april 15th oh, tax day if you want if you will <laughs> um and so last year we were unable to do it it was actually uh, to pivot into a a social distancing situation it was very hard in addition our warning coordinated meteorologist, uh, uh, she, uh, Christy Riley, she, uh, she got a promotion to an office in California. And so uh, with, the, with the double whammy of going into the COVID situation as far as distance, social distancing and losing the WCM, we, we could not pivot fast enough to have online training. This year, we are prepared. And I think I'm, I, I'm going to probably some way, somehow get you a, 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 I guess, a link to our schedule classing. And for anybody's listening, they can actually Google Cleveland Skywarn and go to our classes. No cla- those classes are actually on there. And you can register uh, through our GoToWebinar um, directly on there with your name and information. And you'll get the, you'll get the link. And you'll also be able to register and they will send you alerts when the classes are coming up. We try to make it convenient for everyone. Uh, most of the classes are at 10 a.m., but we do have two classes at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, I think the first one is at March 2nd and that second one is on March 30th. Uh, we do not have any classes during uh, Ohio Severe Weather Awareness Week. That will be March uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is I think it's the fourth season, fourth season, fourth week of March. Um, and I believe it is March 21st through the 27th. Okay, so, sounds good. And we'll have all of those links, all of those links uh, that, that you were talking about. If you will supply them to me, I'll make sure that they're on the show notes 
uh, for episode 152, for those listening to Weather Jazz via audio. Uh, just go to Weather Jazz episode 152. All those links will be on there that, um, that you'll provide. So last year, you were unable to really do that. Um, was, was there a disadvantage last year as to getting everybody ramped up for the, the, uh, the season of severe weather and, and being watchful and that kind of a thing? Well, you know, I looked at the stats and I looked at the stats as a whole for Ohio. I think some of the preliminary numbers were saying around 24 tornadoes and not to be concentrating on tornadoes. There's also other severe weather um, situations that occur as far as like thunderstorm winds and definitely hail. Um, um, But as as you know, uh, the elephant can really do the damage like flooding. And I always, re- I always relate the tornadoes as a cheetah. You may never see it, but yeah, everybody's enamored with a cheetah. And I, I, and this is the, this is, I don't care what part of the country you are at. If we don't see it, we get damaged. We think it's a tornado, and it may just be tornado. It may just be wind gust. It may be from, a, it may be a microburst. Um, they can, pro- they can provide the same type of wind damage from a weak tornado. Um, and so I just want everybody to be aware to take those safety precautions through the season. Um, the Ohio State uh, safety, I guess they have a kind of a safety, I think they have a website. And I'll supply that website to you. They have information as far as tornado safety. I really do like it. Um, they have a situation where they call, I think it's called Duck, uh, I believe. And and Duck, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with, I guess you are, you, you've been here most of your life, uh, go down under to your lowest level, uh, get under something, cover your head, and keep in shelter until the storm passes. I really do like that. It's very short, sweet, and, and it gets to the point. Uh, th- I know with the, with the advent of the cell phone, hopefully I don't display my number with the cell phone. People like to take pictures on it, put it sure. on Twitter yeah. and everything. But I think the most safety thing, if that alert comes across your phone or if it comes a, a no of the radio or if it's on TV uh, and you're in the polygon or in the path and mm-hmm. we have a warning out, take cover. Don't yeah. try to get pictures of it and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. We're always but, preaching that to, to everybody. Do we like to see those pictures? Yes, yeah. but not at the expense of safety and we're telling folks hey look safety first make sure you're safe and after things have settled down if an opportunity arises to take a picture safely that's fine but but don't put yourself in harm's way just to grab a photo because obviously uh, nasty things could happen if you are in the path of uh, something dangerous all right and the Skywarn class is, is exactly for that feature as far as teaching um, not only the public, but also first responders, uh, 911, as far as identifying what they're looking at if they're out in the field. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what the Skywarn class is for. Um, uh, if you're looking up and you, have a, you can actually get a crook in your neck, you're too close to it. We talk about situations where it's, okay, know your orientation as far as the storm and where you are, because uh, about 60 to 70% of the time, 
most of the storms that have tornadoes are going to be moving from southwest to northeast. And that's going to be ahead of a, you know, ahead of a cold front. Of course, that's in May. Um, of course, you get kind of deep into the summertime season. All bets are off as far as trying to follow, following that rule. But you will learn that in Skywarn in the Skywarn class. Um, those are some important facts. How to report the information to the weather service or or to the emergency manager. That's that's in there. Um, what, you know, knowing when when a situation as far as as far as, far as tornado when they're more frequency to, to occur. They can occur at any time, but there's some, okay, it occurs more or less in the afternoon and evening time. Uh, yes, that is a rule, um, but it can occur at nighttime. It can, can, mm-hmm. it can occur overnight. And so those are some of the information that we give in the Skywarn class. Uh, the Skywarn class, you know, as opposed to being in person where I can kind of gauge what the, what the, uh, uh, the people, the audience, what they're doing as far as are they getting the information? We can't do that online. It's kind of difficult, especially if somebody turned their camera off. You just see, you know, you just see a phone number. And so we have interaction as far as online poll questions and stuff like that, where they can interact and, and answer some of the questions. And that's going to be included into the Sky One Talk. The Sky One Talk is about an hour and a half to two hours. Um, usually we have a break. You know, I'm not, I'm never young spring chicken, even in the field. I usually build in that break, but sometimes I get out there and some people want to breeze all the way through it. We're going to have two, we're going to have at least two forecasters presented. And when I first came here, I interviewed, you know, not only did Gary, I think everybody who's in the weather world knows Gary Garnett, the MIC, mm-hmm. when he interviewed me, I think one of the things he wanted is the interaction with the staff. The forecasters here have been here uh, longer than I have. Uh, they have, you know, I've given them the keys to actually present some of the materials. And, and so the public will have that opportunity to talk to actual operational forecasters. I will be doing possibly half of it, driving the presentation, driving the class uh, from the office because the Internet is stronger there. But also they will be actually uh, presenting the information and that that is a plus because I think they a lot of these a lot of the forecasters would like to be a warning coordination meteorologist, but also it it actually gives a give them a chance to talk to not only the emergency managers but the supporting staff of the emergency managers, nine one one, some of the works and the public, and so I think that's mm-hmm. very important. And so we're offering, like I said, we're offering ten classes. That's a lot of classes. Wow, so that we're, is. We're hoping, we're hoping we could catch some, and I'm doing that intentionally because I'm new. I need mm-hmm. to put my face, and I need to know people. But also, I want the pu- I want the public to know some of the forecasters, not on a name by name basis, but at least when emergency manager or anybody call and they get somebody they saw on the uh, online as far as training, they're not saying, "Hey, um, can I speak to Fred?" Because they they're familiar with me, but they also can trust everyone in the staff, and that's that's the whole idea is building that relationship with our office mm-hmm. and the emergency managers. And also you guys out out in the um, uh, broadcast meteorologists. Freddie, is uh, is there a an age limit to uh, joining one of these meetings? For instance, if there's a young man or a young lady who is seven, eight, nine, ten, or in their their teens, 
Uh, is there a limitation as to uh, what age you need to be to join a Skywarn session? Now, the, the, the Skywarn session, of course, as you know, there's a basic Skywarn session that talks about how identifying um, different things in a field. I would say the age limit is probably nine or 10 years old. They probably can grasp some of the things, but other things that maybe the adults will have to take the lead as far as taking action. They may have to refer that information to their parents or to the guardian. And so, you know, the information is put out there that is not high tech in a sense. It's a lot of information and you could take that information. I always say, you know, this has nothing to do with Ohio because Ohio doesn't get any hurricanes. But as a child growing up in South Florida, I knew the routes and everything, riding the bike and everything. And so if there, there was a way to get out of the neighborhood, I knew how to get there. And a lot of times, um, maybe mom or dad are doing, are doing something and, I, and, you know, these kids have phones. And so how do, you, how do you explain an alert coming on the phone? I come to dad, hey, there's an alert. Dad, does, dad has plugged his phone and unplugged. And so th- that may be helpful in some ways. And so okay. I think the information is useful in that sense, maybe 10. There's no age limit. I can't say a three-year-old is going to get on there and get any information, but definitely a 12-year-old can kind of get on information. I was on the bus and alert came on. What does that mean? I can guarantee you that the 12-year-olds, my 12-year-old has a phone. The WIA comes across, the weather early alert system come across, like the Amber Alert that just came across is going to come across their phone. And what do they do? I mean, it, it'd be, it's, it's to their advantage to kind of know that information. So we, you know, I'm not encouraging it. I don't think there's an age limit on it, to be, to mm-hmm. be honest, Andre. I, I would not put an age limit on it. Good. Um, and what about on the other side? What is the, the, uh, the most senior member of society that has joined you for a, a Skywarn session that you remember? I remember a, now this is not here because I haven't done one here, but mm-hmm. definitely when I usually do it in the field, I try to tailor the Skywarn presentation to that county. And I try to get the most dangerous, you know, I try to highlight the tornado history of that county, but also significant tornadoes that affected that county. And the people that come to these classes, if they don't, if I, there's been times I said there was a tornado that hit this county, and I think it was 1927. This has, this had to be like two or three years ago. You know, I don't think anybody, you know, it could be somebody alive that's there, but there are always people there that remember their grandparents, their mother, father, talking about a storm that occurred in 1927. And if I mention that, that connection, that personal connection and that usually grabs the you know the office and they tell their story in this situation online you can't really do that you don't because you don't want to be you're you're kind of aware that this is an online training and I, and I think at times it does prevent it but I would say yeah we've had people in their 80s attend in person um that's great that's I've fantastic. had anybody in the 90s but but they talk about storms that's over, uh, you know, close to a hundred years ago. And they talk about 
you know, the pigs were, you know, swept away and farm animals and stuff, their barn destroyed. Those are interesting, at least from from my part, that's very interesting to hear. And that's interesting for the whole class to hear. That's an in-person situation that I don't think you can get online. Because right. as I as I know, and as you know, uh, most older people, uh, they're more in-person and they may not be able to explain it the, the way they want online. I haven't had any experience with it. Um, and so this is my first season. I may can answer that question a little bit later. Hey, I had somebody pipe up and say, talk about a tornado that occurred back in 1908 or 1906 or something like that, that their, their grandparents talked about. And they talked about um, quite a few times. And so that's interesting. And like I said, um, all age limits that can really grasp this information and it could be useful if not only for um, for protection, but actually uh, getting getting that information to an adult that can take action. And so that's, that's the takeaway from that as far as all age limits are welcome. And so this year, uh, all of the training sessions will be online still, or are there any in-person uh, training sessions that are planned? At this time, all are online, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we, you know, we talked about this early with some of the upper management that's above my pay grade that it probably is going to exist at least until June. Um, And then we'll see. I know, you know, I'm not an expert as far as knowing the cases and everything, you know, they, they, you know, so I, I I know there's trends out there, but as of right now, we're planning for everything to be online. Mm -hmm. Now there's a situation that I'm looking ahead that possibly we can pivot in the fall but that's kind of far off. I don't start doing planning until mm-hmm. probably May and June. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have some clear ideas of what's going on then. But everything that's in that's at least until June is going to be online. And we cannot meet in person until then, at least the federal government. And right. that's, unfor- that's unfortunate, but that's that's what we have to do to be uh, to have protection as far as uh, mm-hmm. the situation that we're in right now. Well, you bring up an interesting point because when you think of Skywarn, of course, uh, the, the little logo has a tornado, and, and you think of summertime, severe thunderstorms, straight line wind damage, uh, all of that stuff. However, uh, I was uh, just monitoring some of the social media even this morning, and uh, the Skywarn uh, local uh, group in Boston, uh, south of Boston, Taunton, Massachusetts. They just activated Skywarn for a winter weather scenario. So it goes beyond severe weather. Naturally, there's a focus for severe weather in the summer. That's what's upcoming. But there's also a winter aspect to this for some of those Skywarn groups, isn't there? Yes, there is. And actually, when I was looking at Ohio, as far as when I was applying for a job, I and in just the general area, I noticed that there were Skywarn groups and Skywarn spotter training for winter weather. And so we did have a partner meeting, partnership meeting with the emergency managers back in December. Um, that well, I wouldn't say it was a Skywarn spotter, but definitely a situation where we talked about talked about some of the uh, winter. Um, I just gave the stats. I'm not a as of right now. I know the just the meat and potatoes of lake effect snows and lake effect snow warnings, snow squalls. 
I will get better as the season. I always say it takes almost two to three years for a forecaster to become familiar with the area. Uh, this idea that I could sit on the desk and be the best. No, even, even, even if I have 20 years or 25 years of experience somewhere else, um, my, my mother-in-law, she, she, she lives in Michigan. She's, and she said, oh, the, th- the severe thunderstorm shut down in September. She's in Michigan. So, and she said, that's usually done by, by end of September. We're done with that. You know, but I would have to read up on that or live there for two or three years to actually know that. I mm. think that's important. But the Skywarn, definitely I've seen, we've offered Skywarn. Well, I wouldn't say Skywarn. It was river spotter training for ice jams uh, oh, earlier this sure. year. We yeah, had over 120, right. um, 120 people that actually were online to get that training. Um, so it just designately, it actually concentrates on that. And I think in that situation, the Skywarn, I think, maybe an in-person thing, and maybe the winter may be in-person. But what if I want to give a talk on duratios, you know, uh, and actually giving information about that? And that's a little bit beyond Skywarn, but it happens. I think the last major one we had was in 2012. That really affected Ohio, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. There was a big one in 2012. And so I may do some training or someone in our office may do some training as far as what to do in that situation. And so I think going into this COVID situation and doing a lot of online, it makes it a lot easier to do individual individual training, whereas I'm not out of the office or someone's not out of the office, they could do the training and have the training done in, in 30 minutes where you're not having a three-hour block to travel mm-hmm. um, somewhere. But I, I do like the situation of, of, of actually returning to in-person for winter weather, if there's some kind of spotter training for that and severe weather as far as a spotter training. And so, yeah, I, I think that's going to be something they're going to, we're going to be working on probably later on in November or December or later this year. That's something that I'm going to push because it gives us an opportunity initially to be in person. And I think, I think I'm hoping that we're able to be in person by then. Uh, if not, Definitely 2022 Sky One will definitely be in person. Um, I will say definitely. We're hoping it's going to be in person. I'll I'll put a disclaimer there. But I'll, but yeah, Sky One winter winter training. Yeah, that's an option that we're going to be mm-hmm. looking at and and co- hopefully returning in person. Excellent. So what we'll do is uh, then for those interested in listening to this podcast, listening to and are interested in becoming a member of the Skywarn group, if you want to be trained uh, by the best of the best at the National Weather Service, uh, Fred is going to be one of those presenters along with uh, you'll meet online many of the forecasters. Uh, I will provide the links that you provide to me so that uh, people can quickly sign up and uh, get ready for the severe weather season. Uh, and by the way, Fred, uh, welcome to Northeast Ohio. Um, not too many places with, uh, with uh, etouffee or jambalaya, although I make a good one. So you're going to have to come to my house for the jambalaya. But uh, welcome, to to Northeast- <laughs> welcome to Northeast Ohio. And you're always welcome anytime. I, I do have one, one thing. We do have a Facebook Live on March 22nd. And the schedule is not out yet, but definitely um, that is online and we'll have a link on our page and I'll go ahead and forward that to you as well. Uh, Make sure that when you sign up for a date, that it corresponds to the actual online. They all look the same. 
but definitely the codes are different. So mm -hmm. I just want to make that perfectly clear. Excellent. Very good. Well, let's get ramped up for severe weather season and let's keep everybody safe. I know uh, you're going to do your part to do that. And we thank you very much for all of the information and for joining me on Weather Jazz today. Okay. Thank you. Well, I hope that gets you ready for springtime. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Lots of great data for you. And remember that I'm going to have all of the links that we talked about on the show notes, weatherjazz.com. Look for episode number 152, and you'll find everything there, including the video portion of the interview if you want to go ahead and watch it. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence, social media, word of mouth, email, however you communicate with everybody, even if it's over the fence to your neighbor. And I'd like to especially thank those of you that have partnered to support Weather Jazz to further expand future episodes and the frequency and the topics covered. They include Christine Barnes and Rose Moore in Ohio, Bill Martin in Florida, and Andrea Rich in Tennessee. And I would love to add your name to that list. In fact, I'm going to have a special offer announcement coming to Open Line Friday, episode 153. That's two days from now. For those of you who become partners anytime in the months of February and March. So make sure you come back to Friday's podcast for those details. By the way, do you have a question or a topic suggestion? And by the way, also remember it's Open Line Friday, so everything is a game. There's nothing that's off the table. You can ask anything you want. And you can easily reach me two ways. WeatherJazz at Yahoo.com is my email address. Or you can call the WeatherJazz podcast audience connect line and leave your question, 234-525-5888. And remember, it's Open Line Friday, two days from now, and I'm looking forward to seeing you right here on WeatherJazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.